The John Krasinski Show is presented by Minnesota Lottery's Minnesota Viking Scratch Game. The John Krasinski Show is coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Special guest today, Timberwolves President of Basketball Operations, Tim Connolly. We're going to talk some hoops. We're also going to talk about his special fundraiser that's coming up here soon that we'd like you to uh, check out and participate in. This, of course, is our basketball show at TalkNorth.com. Brandon Morton, as always, is our producer. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. That is free. It's the easiest way to listen. And thanks to our many sponsors, Minnesota Lotteries, Minnesota Viking Scratch Game, Aquarius Home Services, TSR Injury Law, AllEnergySolar.com, Manscaped. And we appreciate you listening as always. John, why don't you uh, start the conversation with Tim? All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for that, Jim. Yep, we are here on the John Krasinski Show with Tim Conley. We are a week away from training camp getting started. Felt like it was a great time to kind of reconvene, talk to Tim a little bit about, we'll talk about the Wolves, talk about kind of the expectations for the season, some of the things that have happened this summer. And we'll also talk about um, a special event that he has coming up on Monday that we'll get into as well. But first, Tim, just like we're on the eve of this. We're, it's finally through the the summer. Like just how does it feel kind of starting to guy, get guys trickling in and just getting ready to, to get this thing going again? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, this time of year, you know, kind of being a basketball nerd, it's the weather starts to get a bit colder. You know, to me, when the NFL season starts, you know, basketball's right on the corner. So uh, watching games on Sunday, knowing that we're about to start, um, we're excited. Um, you know, it's we've had a, an active gym. You can see all the guys down there right now. Um, and I think everyone's kind of chomping at the bit to, to get going a little bit. When you kind of look at w- this period leading up into training camp, I assume there's a little bit of just talk and reflection about the work that's been done this summer. Mm-hmm. We're both with the roster and with the guys that are What's standing out to you right now, do you think, about the group that is going to come in and, and get going here? I think we're more specific this offseason and kind of expectations physically, like where we expect these guys to be um, in a fitness level. Um, so I think, um, you know, Javar and these guys have done a great job um, having guys in market, going to see guys. Our coach has done a wonderful job. So I think just, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. 10, 15 years ago, guys would get out of shape and get back in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, I thought all our guys really took their body very seriously. So um, we have a gym full of uh, guys who are you know, look like they're in midseason form. Um, you know, we challenge guys to get better in certain areas, but we also w- – what can get you on the court? What do you need to do to help Finchie the most? And I think everyone kind of um, took it to heart. And I think um, from, you know, 1 to 16 or 17, we had um, – a summer of, of guys getting better and I think um, we'll hopefully we'll see some of that growth when the season starts I think that one of the themes going into this season is going to be familiarity mm-hmm. we, we have Rudy back for a second season Mike is back here Mike Conley's back here for a full first you know season after coming over in the trade Nikhil um, you as well a little more familiarity mm-hmm. just with your family getting settled in how much different is it for you at this time this year versus this time last year, just getting up and running uh, yeah. in a new place. I would say it's night and day. Yeah. I just you know, feel uh, above and beyond basketball. Obviously, the, the family dynamic is much more important. You just feel mm-hmm. like um, you, know, you feel at home now. Mm-hmm. You get to know the, the Twin Cities pretty well. Um, met some really cool people. You know, have you know, you know, we get to haircut. You know, we have get a good burger. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to know my new colleagues um, in the building. Um, so yeah, it, it's. You know, it's it's been a really welcoming community to uh, me and my family. I mean, last year this time, you know, my wife was going through a pretty tough pregnancy. Now we have a you know, a maniac ten month old. Um, so yeah, m- much more comfortable. Much and with our players, didn't know these guys last year, and you can't really uh, you can't expedite um, trust. So now I feel like um, knowing these guys now for a year, being through some ups and downs, 
we can have um, much more productive conversations. I think I've got a, we have a better understanding of, uh, you know, how we can maximize these guys, what makes them ticks both on and off the court. So the complete night and day this year as opposed to last year. How much of an adjustment really was it for you and your family being in Denver for nine years, mm-hmm. a long time you had, you know, really strong roots there. Mm-hmm. You had you know, friends and, and family and everything. And now, and to move into a new place, what, what kind of a period of adjustment was that like just to get settled in here? Yeah. You know, for me, it's, I've worked for different teams. It's, you know, you put on a different t-shirt um, and basketball is basketball. You're still dealing with the same market dynamics, essentially. Uh, the, the people who deserve the most credit are my wife, my kids, um, you know, uprooting them is not easy. You know, mm-hmm. all they knew was Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving with kids was a new dynamic. I moved several times, but without kids, it's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, it was, um, you know, what they went through was really challenging and they're amazing and they deserve all the credit for, you know, making the transition as smooth as possible. And, um, so it, it was probably more challenging than we would have guessed, quite frankly. Um, but thankfully, people here have been super cool and super welcoming, which has made the transition about as as easy as it could possibly be. And one of the th- one of the things I think that we're seeing as that process gets going is now you have an event coming up on Monday, where the twenty fifth of September, a, a celebrity ping pong event. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you got going there with your wife? And, yeah, and my wife and I did it. Uh, I think three times in Denver and. Um, we do it all. Well, I really, my wife does 96% of it. And I, <laughs> um, you know, from getting the companies, the venue, um, all the, every dollar that we raise goes right to a, a local charity. Um, but we were trying to do kind of the anti fundraiser fundraiser where come have some drinks, um, have some laughs, play a little ping pong. Um, so the gist of it is eight uh, local companies have purchased tables, which with that purchase price allows them kind of an entry into the tournament. They'll be matched up with eight celebrities. Um, and then it's just a ping pong tournament. Um, so the ping pong tournament, um, it's fun. It's kind of neat to see, you know, some of, some of the guys are going to be playing. They, they think they're pretty good at ping pong. So it'll be <laughs> fun to see. Um, but most importantly, we're, we're helping, um, a really cool local cause, a really cool local organization. Uh, it's called project for pride and living. Uh, you can purchase tickets at PPL, slash inc.org um they help with sustainable housing job preparedness um you know now that we're here you know i I think last year with the pregnancy and having the baby we didn't do as as enough that we um had done in the past in the community so we're trying to um kind of make sure we're we're helping as uh, helping out as much as possible we're pumped to um be associated with this group they're doing some really really cool things um get a chance to come out have some beers have some cocktails um Watch some, watch some guys play ping pong. Play ping pong yourself. Um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of our players will be there. Hopefully we have some guys from the Vikes, the Twins. Um, we have a couple of, you know, fingers crossed, a couple of special guests will show up. And, um, again, it's it's about as laid back a fundraiser as you get. Um, you know, uh, come, come as, as, as you come to any other bar. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be Monday night. It's going to be at Nicolette uh, Island Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can purchase tickets at uh, PPL slash INC.org. Uh, you'll see pretty much all our guys there and some of the lo- other local teams have been really supportive. And um, it'll be a good, uh, very casual ch- chance to um, help out a really, really cool organization. feels like when you do things like this, it kind of does allow you to even get even more firm footing underneath you about the community when you're kind of getting involved that way. Is that kind of a, a Yeah, a yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know the job is just a small part of, um, living here. You know, we want to make sure that we're, you know, we're being, um, you know, good, good citizens, good teammates to, 
this the city and state. So um, again, last year was such a whirlwind. We we, we kind of pride ourselves in really being um, an active part of the community. And um, now that we're settled, we're, we're trying to do more and more of these things. And again, this one was we had a lot of fun doing it in Denver. Um, you know, it's it was it kind of started small and grew into something pretty big and grew up to. I grew into just a, a big reason people go out and have a beer on a Monday night. Um, so if you're bored, come out. Mm-hmm. Every single dollar raised is going to a really good cause. They're doing amazing things um, in, in the metro area for people that are going through a tough time. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and I think, um, you know, if you, I know for me, I'm, I'm always, um, you know, looking for reasons to, to, to just go laugh and have a beer. And this, mm-hmm. this is a very good reason to do both. Excellent. It should be a good time. Um, shifting back to the team a little bit, a- as the season got w- finished and, and you you kind of went through your due diligence and evaluating where this group was, anything else come to mind as you worked through things that maybe were harder to see right in the moment or upon reflection that stood out like, hey, we have to kind of do this to take the next step? Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's when you reflect on the season, the easiest thing is to point out what you did, you did poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think last couple of years I've, I've kind of changed my approach where I think sometimes it's good to highlight what we did well and build off those things while also certainly, um, being aware that we, we got a long way to go, right? We, yeah. um, you know, offensive rebounding, um, our maturity, it, it, it reared itself in some really ugly ways last year. Um, I mean, that way too many moments we didn't have emotional control. Um, so I, I think there's, plenty of areas that we got to really focus on getting better at. And then I think when the emotions subsided and you watch the rest of the playoffs and watch kind of Denver uh, pretty much run through mm-hmm. um, the remainder of the playoffs, um, Finchie and I sat down and we started looking at some of the things that, that worked out well. Um, I thought prior to Nas's injury in Phoenix, I thought it was the best stretch of basketball we played all year. Um, so what was working? Um, I don't think um, – People, you know, people talk about Carl's injury, which was a severe one. Also, I think people forget, you know, he lost something like 25, 30 pounds just before training camp with a, a pretty scary illness. So, um, you know, he sacrificed so much last year and he was never, he was never physically where he probably wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And to see him play this summer with so much joy, he's in great, great shape. It's really exciting. So, um, you know, we knew there was going to be making such a, a pretty dramatic change to the roster. There's going to be a, a lot of um, less than stellar moments. Um, that was further like magnified by the injuries we had um, by you know, Carl's rough spot in training camp. The sickness and missing the 50-plus games. Um, and I thought when we were together, we were pretty good. I just don't think we were together very much. And we make a pretty a big trade. Um, we lose a really good player in D'Lo. We bring a guy with Mike who um, – you know, midseason, that's another challenging thing that we put on Finchie's plate. Finchie did a great job kind of juggling all these balls. Um, but we kind of like like the core. Um, we thought we, we figured some things out as the season progressed. Um, and now but we have to hold ourselves to higher standards across the board. Um, you know, our, our success, we have to just raise that collective bar, what it looks like, and the little things that we didn't do last year consistently. I'm mean, record versus sub-500 teams. You can't take yourself seriously if – lose as many games as we did versus sub 500 teams. So we got to clean up a lot. Um, but when, you know, the, the emotions were kind of done and a couple weeks after the season and really a couple weeks after Denver won the championship, we really dug in again and uh, we, we found a, a whole lot more good than bad. It feels like um, Carl is such a big X factor mm-hmm. 
going into this season. I mean, you look at maybe the perception of him around the league coming off of the injuries and things. I think it's probably diminished to what it was prior to um, all of these injuries. How do you see him, especially with what you saw in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. for the World Cup and maybe the potential that is there that maybe some people are overlooking at this point um, for just the skill level that he's bringing to the table? Carl's a great player. It's, I think, um, and Carl and I have conversations about this. At, right now, our team will be judged, um, we think, uh, how much we win. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, you know, the, 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 the great teams, and we're trying to aspire to be a great team. Certainly, we have a long way to go. The great organizations, it's not a, about individual, um, how individuals are viewed. It's about how the team is viewed. I think Carl has accomplished so much individually. Um, you know, he's checked pretty much every individual box. Our team, whether it's Carl right down to our third two-way, I think we want to be judged collectively um, as, a, as a team that can win and win in the postseason. I think uh, once we do that, and, and Carl can be a huge part of that, um, then I think um, you know, the way this league views you changes dramatically when you, sh- when you have success in the postseason. Jim, you got one? I have found it fascinating how this fan base has reacted to Carl. I was really interested to hear you talk about him because the way you describe Carl is the way I think of him. I think he's a great player who was sick and they got hurt last year. And I I don't know, I I think one of the reasons I'm optimistic about this team this year is the way that Carl was willing to make space for Gobert and the way he's made space for Ant uh, on this roster. But you're the expert. You tell me how that's all worked out. Yeah, I think Carl's a – I mean, you guys know him. Carl's a great guy. You know, hard as big as you're going to find, and he is a, a teammate that's extremely aware and empathetic of how he can help others. Um, no one had to make more sacrifices than Carl when, when you know we make the Rudy trade, and I think he embraced it. I think he's he's a you know he's a guy that um, likes to show that he can do a lot of different things, and certainly he's capable of doing a whole lot of things. So um, again. Whether it's Carl or, or whether it's any of our guys, I think the challenge and really the mandate we're, we're given our organization, not just our players, are you know, um, will will be viewed in a positive light if we win a lot of games. And look, we can't completely control wins and losses, obviously. Um, but if we're healthy and we're doing the, the things that we think we're capable of doing, um, I think we're gonna have a special season, and all these all of our players will be uh, have positive light shed on them because. We showed that we can win in the postseason. It's been a long, long, long time since the Timberwolves have won a playoff series. Now that's got to change. Um, you know, it's been a long, long time since the, playoff, the Timberwolves have made the playoffs three straight years. You know, fingers crossed we'll change that this year. Um, so that's the overall, I think, kind of challenge we have for the entire organization. Uh, and, you know, not just on the court, but um, a risen bar of expectations. And I think we'll be judged very positively if we reach those goals. One last Tim, question. We'll, we'll, oh, go ahead, John. No, you go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I would say one last question for Tim. Again, the uh, place you can purchase tickets, ppl-inc.org. ppl-inc.org. Yeah, hyphens are right. I'm, I'm this, the Baltimore City Education coming out with <laughs> slash. <laughs> I, spent, I spent my time in Baltimore. I, I, I get it. Uh, slash Inc. The people will find it. It's not going to be hard to find. Monday night, 630 to 1030, Nicollet Island Pavilion, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Let's wrap it up with this question. What do you think this summer? Uh, workouts, raised expectations, and playing for Team USA did for Anthony Edwards. I think he had a you know wonderful summer. Um, was lucky enough to spend a lot of time with him in Manila. Um, you know, he's he's such as uh, 
he's such a good guy and he's such a sincere guy. What you see is what you get. You know, he was worried about traveling abroad. It's his first time. So, you know, above and beyond the basketball, above and beyond playing at the highest level and having these you know, great experience with Steve Kerr and T. Lou and Spolstra, these, you know, great guys and great coaches, um, and then being teammates with these these stars. It, I thought it was just great for him as a, as, a, as a guy to see the world a bit, to expand his horizons, um, to see cultures he had never experienced. Um, so he, he was – it was so neat to see how much fun he was having because, um, you know, again, he was very – he was very worried about uh, the travel. You know, the basketball to him is, is easy. Um, he's, he was – it was really, really cool too the summer when we were lucky enough to get him the extension to see – how many people he cared about were with him. Um, he's just a great guy, and people around him are great people. Um, he loves the city. He loves the organization. He and Finchie have a really special bond. Um, he's a really positive teammate, which in this day and age is, is, is not always the rule. You know, something the exception. He, he's a, an uplifter um, of this entire team, and we, we couldn't be more lucky to have him, and I think he's, gonna, he's prone to um, – he's primed to have just a monster year. All right, we have, we have more with Tim Connolly. Uh, once again, thanks to our many sponsors make the network and this show possible. Aquarius Home Services, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Also want to thank TSR Injury Law, our longtime sponsor, really our first major sponsor on this show. They've been with us for about most of the 402 episodes we've done. Thanks to Steve Terry. Also want to let you know, all you need to remember if you're injured is call 612-TSR-TIME. Call right away. They will help you right away. If they can't help you, they will point you in the right direction. And if they take your case and help you in that way, they will not charge you unless they win your case. And they win a lot of cases. That's why they're a great Minnesota success story. They've grown so much. 612-TSR-TIME is what you need to remember. 612-TSR-TIME. Also, want to let you know, all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. You can find out more about going solar for your home and or office at allenergysolar.com slash coach, or just go to allenergysolar.com and find out everything you need about need to know about going solar. Now, the world-famous John Krasinski Manscaped ad. Fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. Get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using the code ATHLETIC for 20% off plus free shipping. It's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't defit, forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them, but it's time to join the 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get that kit that covers it all, the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and with advanced skin-safe technology that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in hot with products to cool you down. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner. One to prevent stink and one to clear it up. With the soothing aloe vera formula, move over pumpkin spice, fresh balls are the smell of the season. Bring in the fall right now 
and get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code athletic. All right, John, take it away. All right, Tim, we're back here with uh, Tim Rose, uh, president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly. And uh, we, 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 right before the break, we were talking about Ant and, and kind of the experience they have. He is clearly on a path to being a very important player in this league, not just with this organization. What kind of things does the organization do to maybe kind of help that process so that it happens in a positive light that he handles all the attention that is going to come, that the team kind of goes along with him. What, what, what can you do to kind of help make that, that ascension as smooth as possible for him? Yeah. Great question. I think two things Uh, we got to win. You know, there's, you know, there's been so many like uh, anointed faces of the league, but you only get to that level. If you win, you know, we we have to be a team that, um, you know, can show that we're good enough to, to win at a really high level. And we, th- we think we're capable of that. Um, and then with Ant, I think his path has to be an organic one. I mean, one of the coolest things about um, Anthony is, um, you know, he doesn't want to do what these other people have done. He wants to kind of forge his own path. And that's been neat to see him and his, and his great team around them. These guys that, and, and girls have been around him forever, kind of forge their own path. So um, I think our challenge is – um, I tell him, don't, don't get a big head. <laughs> you know? um, and I don't think he's capable of getting a big head. I think he's, he's, you know, he's, he's got a really old soul and he's extremely bright. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of the, the flashy things when you get this, this level of stardom are, are dangerous. Um, they can be, uh, you know, counterproductive to, to growth as a person, as a player. And he has the, the team around him will ensure that that'll never, you know, inhibit his growth. Um, but just be himself, you know, that's his work ethic, it's been insane this offseason. I mean, he's the guy's in the best shape of his life. Um, he's so excited to take the next step. He's excited to, with the, the guys on this team and what they can do as they grow together. Um, but I think with him, anything that's that's not sincere or, or not kind of true to who he is, I think he smells out pretty quickly. So him forging his own path, I think, is the challenge that, that we've given him. And, you know, how can we – help ensure he's doing it in a way that's reflective of who he is. I think there was kind of a neat moment there overseas when, you know, he was asked after a game by a, a media member, you know, I think in jest kind of, but it was who would you rather trade cat or Rudy? Yeah. And he first ignored it. And then he came back and maybe said and made sure I said, I don't want to trade either one of them. Those are <laughs> my guys. I think like he seems to have a, he's starting to have a good understanding that people are going to look to him for answers about the organization maybe whether he's totally ready for that or not that is going to be something that is now going to be coming more and more and he seems to be grasping that yeah part of it i mean he's had to grow up rapidly when you're Mm -hmm. that good a player i mean it's he's so young and he's already entering year four Mm -hmm. um also it's an unbelievably positive person and the people around him are unbelievably positive people i think it bums him out sometimes um when when the the media can take a relatively negative slant to any and everything. I think, um, you know, he, he's a guy that lives with joy and you, know, you can see him sometimes when, when he gets the questions, maybe you aren't uh, driven from that same place with joy. <laughs> um, he's kind of like, come on, man, this is, I mean, you know, he, we're living the dream. We're in the NBA and he's, that's why you see a smile on his face every day. So we, we can never let him lose that. We can't let um, the, the immense pressures of professional sports diminish uh, just a super, super happy guy. Mm-hmm. 
now um, going into this season, it's kind of the same. It's pretty much the same core. Ant, Cat, Rudy, Mike is here again. How do you think things can be different or smoother, especially with with Cat and Rudy together now? And what can kind of contribute to maybe allowing something to happen there that, you know, outside of just the injuries that that had that prevented that, what else can happen to make that a better process? Yeah, I think um, I thought last year we saw it coming. I just like, you know, I don't think the collective team played enough. Yeah. Um, I, I was really proud of how we played in the playoffs. I don't think we made enough shots, but I, I thought – Thought we kind of went toe to toe with the team that, um, you know, that obviously won it all and, and didn't have much challenges um, past the lost two to Phoenix, lost one to Miami, but they kind of uh, got it going. So I thought there was a lot of things that were working, um, and the familiarity certainly continuity can help expedite those things. Um, so I think the challenge is, um, and that's why we're lucky to have you know Chris is such a, a, a smart coach, is coming in the last season. These are the assumptions we had. Okay, now we have – we don't have too much video. We have enough video to understand um, where we were wrong, where we were right, and kind of drill down on those things where we're working and say well, maybe maybe we were wrong with this is how things potentially could work. So I just think collectively knowing all the actors is going to make things a whole lot easier. How did you um, think things went for Rudy in, in the World Cup? Obviously, France was a disappointment yeah. over there. Um, what did you see from him individually, and what do you expect from him coming back now? He's played, you know, it's the, he's, he's so proud to play for the French national team. Um, the last couple international events, they've you know, just missed goal. They've mm -hmm. had as much success as anybody internationally. Um, you know, they ran, it's the, it's the awesome thing about um, international basketball. It's pool play. You know, if you, it's not like the NBA where you can, you know, go three and seven over a 10 game stretch and still be a home court playoff team. Um, I think they were shocked. I was shocked, quite frankly. Um, you know, I was going to Manila just, assuming France would be there, but it's, it's what makes the game great. Um, they'll be back in Paris and they'll be one of the, I'm sure one of the uh, favorites to, to medal next year. Um, I think Rudy is beyond basketball. I think Rudy, you know, just like myself, like all he knew was Utah. So I, he has a great appreciation for the Twin Cities now. He, you know, he bought a house. He's really into nature and he's kind of finding these, uh, finding these, awesome outlets in nature around he's a you know, big time foodie so he's been unbelievably impressed with the food scene and he's always texting me with restaurants um so i think i think at times we kind of um don't appreciate um how impactful um it can be making a big move like that. and the first one so i think well i thought rudy was was good very good last year by NBA standards, I thought by his standards, I don't think he played up to his standards. I think he'd be the first to tell you. Um, you know, he's, he was coming off a, a, a pretty brutal European championship where I think he played until maybe eight days before the yeah. season. Um, and, you know, nobody works harder than Rudy. Nobody nobody pays more attention to detail to every single aspect of his game, his body, um, his mental approach. Um, and he's super, super excited to kind of, um, you know, to – have a, a more uh, a more comfortable um, season both on and off the court, and you know he, he knows these guys. Obviously, I thought Mike coming over was helpful. Um, their familiarity I became instantly evident with the 
with the continuity um, they had previously in the chemistry they had. Um, so, yeah, I think we expect all our guys to be better. And I, I know there's no one who has higher expectations for themselves than Rudy. And I think um, he's super excited to get back out there and um, have a great year. There seems to be uh, – there are some players that can be plug and play, go from one place to the next. And Rudy seems to be much more in tune with his environment in mm -hmm. terms of affecting just his overall – I guess, comportment. Like, do you think that, yeah, just that familiarity and being settled will contribute to even better play? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, and it's not just him being settled, but, uh, coach and, and his staff understand mm -hmm. what makes him tick good and bad, mm -hmm. you know, uh, where, how can we make sure that, um, you know, we're, we're both promoting and protecting all our players. Um, Rudy's one of them. So yeah, anytime you have, um, you know, you know each other better. Tend, you tend to see, um, you know, more natural flow basketball. And uh, I think when we played in flow and we weren't out there thinking so much, um, I thought there were some moments of really good basketball and there's moments of really, you know, bad basketball. Um, but we have pretty high, high standards for Rudy and the team as a whole. And I think um, he holds those same standards. Just a couple more for us here with Tim Connolly uh, for president of basketball operations for the Wolves. Tim, uh, a couple of changes that were made. I mean, you bring in Shake Milton, mm -hmm. bring in Troy Brown. It seems like the bench is going to look a little bit different this year with Torian gone and stuff. How do you see that group coming together? And in particular, Shake's maybe ability to to play the one some um, on if there's a position group that looks a little bit thin right now, maybe that's it. And like yeah. how that helps there. No, we view Shake as a point guard. Mm -hmm. um, I think if, you know, he he started enough NBA games at that position where we feel pretty confident um, that he can handle that load. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that when given the opportunity, he always produced and produced for really good teams. Uh, you know, Philadelphia has won as many games as anybody in the last you know, three or four years. Uh, so we were really excited to get in. I think he, he gives us a different look with his size at that position, his ability to score around the paint, his ability to be a be a, um, a good match from bigs. He can make some of the passes that, you know, that at his 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, he's allowed to make, maybe smaller guards can't make. Um, so we're excited about him. Um, I think, you know, talking to his teammates and coaches in Philadelphia. They all rave about him. And, again, whenever he was given a consistent role, he produced at a really, really high level. Um, Troy Browns was a guy that uh, – he's only 24 years old but has a ton of NBA experience, um, you know, can play make, makes quick decisions, um, showed the ability to make shots last year. I think that's a swing skill that if he can shoot at that level he shot last year, then uh, he's – you know, the sky's the limit. For, um, and we like how much experience he has at a, at a young age, like high IQ guy. So we're excited about both guys. Um, you know, Torian's a, a really good player and a really good guy. He'll be missed. He's going to play great in L.A. But every year there's always going to be, you know, some shifting of the roster. And um, we think both Shake and Troy will bring a lot of um, a lot of positivity and, and productivity to our team. Um, Anthony got his big extension. Mm -hmm. Anything? Any progress with Jaden on on anything like that yet? Or? Yeah, we'd love to get something done. I mean, want Jaden to be here as long as possible. Um, Oftentimes, um, you know, those back and forth pick up more as the season gets closer. But mm -hmm. fingers crossed, my my experience in Denver here, um, you know, we, we we like to reward people that earned it. Um, Jaden is a, you know, is a huge part of what we're doing now. And he's going to get better and better and better. Um, great kid. Um, we think his best basketball is in front of him. Um, you know, fingers crossed. As I told Jaden and his and his um, – his representation. The cool thing about extension talks, they should be overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. um, if you're the fact that you want an extension speaks to, you know, that the team's excited about his upside. Very few guys, you know, are fortunate to get extensions. So, um, you know, 
again, we're hopeful we can get, meet that point where we're both happy with something moving forward. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year, and we hope he's here for a long, long time. And um, you know. Last one for me, and then we'll go to Jim for, for one more. But uh, one thing this organization has struggled with over the years is stability yeah. in the leadership positions. To have you and Chris – and I talked to Nikhil uh, Alexander Walker while he was at the World Cup, and he said, "You know, coming back to the same coaching staff for the at this point is is just really important for him." And what do you think? Like you and Chris are building together, and how big of a role does stability play for you? You had Mike Malone in Denver for a long time as well, and how much that is an important factor for an identity of a franchise from year to year. I think it's. Outside of like a lead high in town, I think it's the most important thing. And stability is throughout this building. Um, obviously, Glenn and Becky um, are, are with Mark and Alex, a great transition. Um, Ethan's leadership. Um, this is a really big market um, that I think in NBA circles is not viewed as a big market. And I primarily because I think it's our lack of success. I mean, you have to be critical of, of what we have and haven't done. And this is a team that hasn't won a lot. That's just reality. Um, I don't think you win a lot if you don't have continuity. Um, I also don't, like I, I try to hold myself to the same standards as players. And if it's unbelievably important to give these guys um, you know, ample opportunity to grow and mature. And if we can't do the same thing with coaches or any level of this organization, um, then I, I think it's, um, there's no chance for sustainable success. So, um, you know, we have a Finch is a great coach and he's only get better and better and better. Um, just like the players, it's fun to see his, you know, that's a tough seat to be in. Um, he's coached all over the world, but there's nothing like being a head coach. Of the NBA was you know, speaking to the media three times on game day, the expectations it's, it's become like a really zero sum league to where one winner and 29 losers. And that, that's something we don't um, really, um, you know, we don't subscribe to, you know, I think we don't think success is linear, but what we do think is, is linear is having um, a group of really good guys and women in the building working towards the same cause and trying like crazy to, to make sure all the controllables we handle, um, you know, positivity, um, being good teammates, role acceptance, all these things that we preach to players. It has to be evident in our building. It is evident in our building. It's evident with, um, with our ownership group. And I think the more and more we do that and kind of cross your fingers, hope your number comes up, you know, in terms of the wins and losses. But, um, you know, we're, we're pretty input focused and, um, you know, I'm proud of the people um, that, that work here that, that are my colleagues. And I think um, the more we lean into each other and the more we're kind of pulling in the same direction, the more success we'll have as a team. Tim, we appreciate all the time. I'm going to ask one more question. Once again, ppl-inc.org is where you can buy tickets for the big ping pong event Monday night, September 25th, 630, 1030 at Nicollet Island Pavilion for a great cause uh, benefiting Project for Pride in Living. Uh, last question for you. You know, we hear so often from players, from you, Finchie's a great coach. Finchie's a great coach. What makes him a great coach? Why do you guys praise him the way you do? I think he's... He's seen so much. Um, I think at times the danger of in any profession, if you've only seen one league or one conference, is you don't realize how big the sport is, specifically basketball. I think there's probably two really international sports, basketball and soccer. Um, so Finchie's coached in so many different environments, different levels, um, and that has enabled him and kind of forced him to be creative um, because – you know, if you're coaching the G League, you might have three guys called up two hours before the game. Okay, how can I game plan now? 
um, coach in Europe, you might have three guys not get paid. <laughs> so I lost my imports. How can I still win games? Um, he's coached next to, you know, he's learned under and next to some really, really high level coaches and uh, Michael Malone and, you know, Nick Nurse, these guys that have both won championships. And so I, I just think he, the variety of experiences he's, he's seen and most importantly, and, and as John can attest, he's just a good guy. Um, you know, in sports, um, I think oftentimes the success of sports can go to get p- people's head. And, you know, we, we joke quite a time, like, we'll say that guy's normal. And, and it's hard to find normal at times in professional sports. Finch is just a really good guy. He's, he's a, a very bright person, you know, above and beyond his ability to coach basketball. He's a bright, inquisitive guy. He's a fun guy to have a beer with and talk about, you know, any topic. Um, and, he, and he's humble. I think the best leaders are humble. And, you know, so he combines all these things. And um, I, I think we're very fortunate to have a, a guy that's very soon going to be recognized as one of the best coaches in the NBA. Great stuff, Tim. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Tim. Thanks a lot, guys. Mm-hmm.